Welcome to the Counting Stats Podcast. I'm your host, Lou Landers, Director of MLB Content at DrRoto.com. Follow me on Twitter at Landers Talks and follow the podcast at Counting Stats Pod. On this episode, I'm going to discuss some of the big trade deadline acquisitions that contenders will be looking to acquire as the trade deadline is just under four weeks away, August 2nd this season. And we'll start with Wilson Contreras, catcher for the Chicago Cubs. Always been one of the better offensive catchers and a pretty solid defensive catcher as well in Major League Baseball. And he is an impending free agent. And the Cubs not going anywhere this year. They should be looking to move a player of Wilson Contreras's caliber looking for something in return to help them in the future. They did it last year with Bryant, Rizzo, and Baez. You can be sure they will be looking to do it this year with Wilson Contreras. And there's a number of teams that kind of stand out as teams looking for an upgrade, not just offensively, but also at that catcher position. The Boston Red Sox come to mind, although they have Christian Vasquez, who's not bad by any means. Contreras definitely an upgrade there. Tampa Bay Rays are a team that doesn't like to spend a lot of money, but with Contreras being an impending free agent, he's a guy that can slot right into the middle of that lineup. Houston Astros could be involved. They like Martin Maldonado, but he's a glove-first catcher. He's not a type of guy that you expect to do much with the bat. So those are some of the teams that stand out the most to me. The Milwaukee Brewers could be tough because it's within the division, but they don't have the best offensive catchers necessarily going right now new york mets are a possibility as well they have nothing going right now at the big league level but they do have a top prospect in alvarez who they could promote at some point uh, and with that being said um he obviously know steve cohen is the type of guy that has no problem making any sort of deals uh taking on any sort of money that's the type of thing that the mets definitely doing this year and will continue to do as the as the season progresses as the years progress as well Mets really want to get to the playoffs finally Wilson Contreras could be a big addition for them the next guy to look at here is outfielder for the Royals Andrew Benintendi Benintendi arguably having the best season of his career in his contract year an impending free agent and this is a guy that is a very good left fielder could probably play center field or right field if asked to do so. It would only help his um, resume going into free agency. But this is a guy that is a former first-round pick. He had some good seasons with Boston before a down season that ended um, with him heading to KC via trade. So you can look at Benintendi, and there's so many teams out there that could use this guy. The Yankees are one. Um, they have lots of hitters, but Benintendi would be an upgrade to Joey Gallo, maybe even to Aaron Hicks. The Toronto Blue Jays always looking for left-handed hitters for their outfield as well. So those are teams that come to mind. Uh, Houston Astros, maybe. Brantley has injuries. There's not a lot to love about the center field work in Houston, at least with the bat. So that's something to consider. In the National League, it's a little less intriguing. I mean, the Brewers are a team that come to mind looking for some help the Dodgers are always involved in any sort of big name player uh, the Giants could use another bat and then in the NL East uh, with Harper out you look at the Phillies maybe as a potential not sure the Mets need the outfield help don't think the Braves do either those are just some of the teams but Benintendi could be a really really big addition for a lot of teams really solid walk rate low strikeout rate and a very good 
batting average as well. Really liking Andrew Benintendi. Josh Bell of the Nationals, he is going to be a free agent at the end of the season as well. He's been much better as of late. And Nationals going nowhere would make a lot of sense for them to move him. Um, is limited a little bit because he's just first base. Of course, the Universal DH helps him out. But there's got to be teams out there that could be looking for a big offensive upgrade like Josh Bell. A team like the Tampa Bay Rays come to mind for sure. Um, definitely looking to add guys who are on the end of their deals so they have no commitments in the future. And Bell is certainly an upgrade to what they have currently slot right in the middle of their order. The Cleveland Guardians could be interesting too. Another team like the Rays who don't like to spend a lot of money per se, um, but acquiring a guy like Bell could give them some more thump in their lineup with guys like Reyes and guys like Jose Ramirez, etc., etc. So Josh Bell is certainly of interest to teams looking for some upgrades. Finally, we've moved over to a pitcher here. And Castillo, uh, well, he's a pretty good pitcher. We know that he's arbitration eligible through 2023. So there would be another year of control as well with Luis Castillo. And basically every contending team looking for a starter is going to be looking for Castillo right now. Red Sox, Jays, Rays, Yankees, Twins, Guardians, White Sox, Astros, Mariners, Mets, Braves, Phillies, Brewers, Cardinals, Dodgers, Giants, Padres, every single one of those teams going to be looking at Luis Castillo. And the same can be said about Frankie Montas, who is in a similar situation on a really bad team in Oakland, arbitration eligible through 2023. And for the team that doesn't get one of Montas or Castillo, all the other teams I've listed are going to be looking at Frankie Montas. These are the two big-time pitchers available at the deadline. And every single one of the contenders out there could use a guy like Castillo or a Frankie Montas. Not sure that the Reds are going to move him, but Taylor Molly, another Tyler Molly, another guy to look at here. Uh, similar to Castillo. Um, he's had some really good seasons. Last year was fantastic. Uh, this year, not as strong to begin the season, but he's been better as of late. He's also eligible for arbitration through 2023. Teams could be knocking down the door of the Reds after Castillo is gone, after Montaz is gone. Someone who's not as exciting also in the NL Central is Jose Quintana because he's having a really good season, a bounce back season for sure. He was really good with the White Sox years ago and and I say years ago, I mean like six, seven years ago, um, having a really nice season for the Pirates. There's no reason for the Pirates to hold on to him when they can get something. He's a free agent at the end of the season. He's only making $2 million all year, so anyone acquiring him is basically taking on no money. Um, everyone's going to be looking at Molly, at Montas, and at Castillo first, but the guys and the teams that can't get those guys could be looking at a nice depth piece like Quintana to hope he continues his strong season. Finally, some bullpen help. David Robertson with the Cubs is having a very strong season. Cubs signed him to a low pro deal. And Robertson is getting much more velocity on his fastball. It's up to around 93 and a half to 94 on average. He's getting a bunch of saves. He's been there. He's done that. He's pitched in the postseason. There's a number of teams out there that could use an either a setup type pitcher or even a closer for that matter. The Boston Red Sox scream. Um, out to me for David Robertson, as do the Minnesota Twins. Both those teams could use someone at the back end of their bullpen 
But David Robertson could be a really nice piece. And, of course, there's other teams out there that could use David Robertson. Don't get me wrong. Uh, the Jays could use bullpen help. The Yankees could use some bullpen help as well. A number of teams in the National League, same thing. But the teams that really need the closers, specifically, like Boston, like Minnesota, David Robertson is a really nice fit. And if you're looking for someone who might not cost as much because he hasn't been there, done that as much, and he's not a closer at this point, Michael Fulmer of the Tigers. This is a guy I talked about in an article last week, a guy I talked about on the Lucas Baseball Podcast when we were breaking down uh, guys to pick up. Uh, Michael Fulmer is a guy that's having a really nice season. He has gotten saves in the past. He's stuck behind Gregory Soto in Detroit, though, uh, so he's not really getting save opportunities. But this is a guy that can come over to a contending team and be thrown into a closer role and do a very good job of it. At the very least, certainly help bridge the gap to the ninth inning. Every single team looking for bullpen help should be looking at Michael Fulmer and David Robertson, really without any hesitation here at all. Brandon Drury of the Reds is having an incredible season, uh, one of the best he's ever had, and I'm not sure he's necessarily going to continue at this pace, uh, but it has been a really nice season. Hitting in Cincinnati doesn't hurt. Getting every day at bats doesn't hurt either. He's barreling up a lot more balls than he has in the past. Does have a very high BABIP, so things could normalize, but he can play all over the field making him very useful for a lot of teams out there looking for some offensive help or some depth, for sure. David Peralta, outfielder for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Teams that miss out on Ben Benintendi might be looking at David Peralta. He's not the same player he was a few years ago, but he always has hit righties very well. Solid defender in left or in right field. And there's a lot of young on young outfielders in Arizona who are kind of coming up through the system. Al Thomas just came up. Corbin Carroll's close. So opening up a spot for more of their young players, trading Peralta, who is a free agent at the end of the season, could help. Certainly on the strong side of a platoon for a number of teams out there. Really like him. One guy I didn't mention is Ian Happ, and I think the Cubs aren't necessarily sold on trading him yet because he is controlled through next year, but that's a guy that I think they could get a lot for, and um, again, you're, no one's going to be able to get Brian Reynolds, it seems, from the Pirates. And Benintendi is going to go to only one team, of course. Peralta could only go to one team, of course. So that leaves Hap a switch-hitting, power-hitting outfielder. I would really like to see teams go in and try and get a guy like Ian Hap as well. Noah Syndergaard, this is a tough one because he has not been as good as you would have hoped since the beginning of the season. The beginning was good. He's really come back down to earth, but the Angels are clearly fading fast. Uh, free agent at the end of the season for Syndergaard. There's teams out there that could use a three through five starter in their rotation, someone who does have potential, even though the career strikeout rate is much higher than what we've seen this year. The walk rate has been pretty good. Um, ERA around four, pretty good. And the Angels could certainly trade him, use him to get some more pieces in there. And because he is making $21 million this year, so prorated, he'd probably be making around nine, nine and a half at, by the deadline. Uh, maybe a little less than that. I, I'm, I'm not that good at figuring that out. Even if it's $7 million, Angels have the money to potentially cover the rest of that contract if it means getting a better deal back for Noah Syndergaard. So he's someone to look for. Daniel Bard having a really nice season as the closer in Colorado. If you miss out on David Robertson, if you miss out on Michael Fulmer, Daniel Bard can close. He can also be 
type of guy you get at the back end of your bullpen to help. So he's another guy to really look at. Whit Merrifield of the Royals, a guy that can play second base and in the outfield. This is a guy that probably should have been traded a few years ago when he was playing at his best. Royals decided not to do that because he has a really nice contract. Uh, I believe he signed through 2023 at just around $3 million. Um, and then there is mutual option for 2024 where he would make a solid amount of money. But again, if this guy can help you now in the middle infield or in the outfield, um, this is a, someone that can certainly help. He's a two-time AL hits leader. He's a three-time AL stolen bases leader. So this is a guy that can do a lot of a lot of things to help out a ball club. So definitely worth a look. Nelson Cruz, kind of in that similar situation as Josh Bell. At least Bell could play first. Cruz, purely a DH. But Cruz is a guy that can still help in the middle of an order. There's teams out there that are lacking some pop. The Brewers were a team I thought were actually going to sign Nelson Cruz in the offseason to help with that. They didn't. They should be looking at him now. The San Francisco Giants lacked a lot of pop in their lineup, in my opinion, as well. They could be a really nice fit for Nelson Cruz. Uh, the Minnesota Twins, the Tampa Bay Rays, teams where I believe he's played in the past. Seattle Mariners, another team where he's played for in the past. He could be a nice addition to any one of those teams as well. Tommy Pham and Ramon Laureano, two outfielders. Laureano with the A's, of course, Pham with the Reds. Pham, a pretty solid defender. And let's be real, he has some power. He's got some speed. I could see him helping a number of teams out there. Ramon Laureano, an excellent defensive player, stuck there in Oakland where he's just not going to get it done in that ballpark or with nobody help around him in that lineup and the good thing about Loriano, what gives him a lot of value is he's arbitration eligible through 2025 they're not just acquiring Loriano for this year you're acquiring him for three more years after that so this might not even be a contender situation any team out there looking to improve their stance moving forward a team like the Miami Marlins for instance could be looking at him a team like the Tigers or the Royals could be looking at him Certainly teams could use Ramon Laureano, if not this year, um, moving forward for sure. Lou Trevino, probably not going to get as much attention as some of the other relievers because he hasn't had that great of a season, but he was a closer last year. He's been the closer the last couple weeks, getting the job done, arbitration eligible through 2024. This could be a piece that teams could certainly look at to acquire. Joey Gallo of the Yankees. You don't think of the Yankees as selling off pieces, but Gallo is a piece that it seems like they would like to unload. He's having a dreadful season offensively. Obviously still has power, can play solid defense all around the diamond. Maybe getting a new change of scenery could be good for him. But overall, uh, Yankees would like to get rid of him. And there's teams out there that could take a shot on Gallo as a power-hitting left-handed bat in their lineup, use him against righties. Um, certainly a nice depth piece for playoff teams. Seattle is interesting. Philly, as I mentioned, with Bryce Harper could be interesting. Um, maybe the Texas Rangers, a team that traded him, could be interested in bringing him back there. He had some really nice seasons there, so that's something to consider. Sean Murphy, catcher for the A's. Obviously, everyone's going to go after Wilson Contreras, but Murphy might be the better option here. No, he's not as good as Wilson Contreras, but a lot you're going to have to give up a lot for Contreras to get him for two months. Murphy, you could probably give up even less, and you have him through 2025. He's a good power-hitting catcher, um, really good behind the plate, a great arm, good pitch-framing numbers, 
plus defender and you get him out of Oakland, that ballpark and that lineup, and you might see the offensive production really, really rise. Again, control through 2025. He could be a really nice get for teams. One that I haven't heard talked about much, but one that has really come to my mind is Madison Bumgarner. It's going to be tough because there's a lot of money coming to Madison Bumgarner. He has $23 million coming to him in 2023 and $14 million in 2024. That's a lot of money to take on. But at the same time, Bumgarner actually having a pretty decent season, and he's one of the best playoff pitchers in the history of baseball. When he was with the Giants in the postseason, he was unfreaking believable. If Arizona's willing to eat some money or you're a team that has money, Bumgarner could be someone that you should be looking at to bring in. He could be a back end of the rotation piece, but could be a really nice play for a team looking for a playoff pitcher. There's still not many. I trust more than Madison Bumgarner in the postseason. The question really comes down to the money situation. Can Madison Bumgarner have the Diamondbacks maybe pay half of the remainder of his contract in order to get something better back? Or can they find a team that is willing to actually take on that money? Because he's not worth that money anymore. When he signed that deal, he was younger, he was better. Uh, he, he's just, he's not the same type of pitcher. But again, if you can get some of that money paid towards him and you can get him for a postseason run, I think it's definitely something worth taking a look at. There's a couple more players here that are interesting. David Bedner of the Pirates. Pirates said they're not really looking to trade him, which is why I didn't have him earlier on the episode because I do think it would take a lot to get him. I think the Pirates would like to hold on to him. He's controllable through 2026, not even in arbitration yet. And the Pirates are building something. They have a nice young core, good farm system. They might want to have Bedner around over the next three, four, five years as their closer, as they get closer to being ready to win. So that's definitely something to take a look at as well. I've also heard rumors of the Yankees shopping a role as Chapman. They played really well this season without Chapman in the lineup. Uh, they're not using him in the closers role right now because they have Clay Holmes there. He hasn't been overly sharp since returning from the injured list, but there's teams out there desperate for bullpen help, whether it be lefties or people with closer situation potential, uh, people who have pitched in the postseason before. So Chapman could be on the move as well. Needless to say here, folks, lots of names out there. Should be a very, very busy trade deadline, especially with the added wildcard team in each league, six teams getting in now. There's just that many more teams out there who think and believe that they could, in fact, get to the postseason. If you look at the wildcard standings right now, you have Texas, Chicago, Baltimore, Cleveland, Toronto, and Seattle. All those teams vying for one spot, only separated by three and a half games. Then you have Tampa, who's a game and a half up on Seattle and Toronto, who are tied. So you got a lot of teams out there thinking they can still get to the postseason. Then in the National League, kind of similar, not as many teams, but it's much more bunched together. You've got the Braves and the Padres who are looking great, but the Phillies, Cardinals, Giants, Marlins are all teams that are right there for a playoff spot. Marlins just four out. I mean, they have the pitching to get it done. If they make some moves for some offense, maybe they go out there and get Andrew Benintendi and Josh Bell or something. I mean, anything's possible. It, it would really give them a big boost. If they can get some offense in there, Marlins could be good. I mentioned the Giants two games out. Cardinals and Phillies tie for that spot. 
And you also have to remember the Brewers could fall down into the wild card. The Cardinals could move up. The Braves could go up and catch the Mets, and the Mets could move down. There's lots of things that could happen. There's a lot of teams out there that are contenders. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You got nine of 15 teams in the National League who believe they're contenders. And we have six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven teams in the American League who are within three and a half games of a playoff spot. That is a lot of teams thinking they can get into the postseason. And that is going to make it so that a lot of these teams are going to be going after players. There's a lot more buyers than there are sellers, and there's a lot of good options out there from teams that are selling. So it should be a very busy trade deadline. As these trades do happen, I will certainly be doing uh, shows on both fantasy baseball and real-life baseball, talking about which teams can acquire what and what they've acquired, how it's going to affect playing time for for players that are now on the team that traded away players, how it's going to affect playing time for teams that did acquire um, the new players and the fantasy values, the chances it gives them for the playoffs. There's so much to break down after the trade deadline. So definitely something to take a look at. The Baltimore Orioles have stepped in and suddenly become potential buyers as well. Um, Crazy to think of it, but again, they're right there. So that's another team. Them in Seattle a week and a half or two weeks ago weren't looking like teams that were going to be buying. They looked like teams that were going to be selling now both right there in the playoff mix so things are definitely heating up things are getting really really interesting this has been the counting stats podcast brought to you by drroto.com i'm lou landers and thank you for tuning in take care hope you enjoyed catch you next time